Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local and like to join in our discussion or have a comment, a praise report, prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. That number would be 702-650-5588. Again, local, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, and that toll-free number would be 800-366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, and that call number would be 1060 AM and 100.1 FM, with the website being www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we'd like to direct you to Save the Lost at All Costs website. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. Again, savethelostlv.org. Just click on to our archive weekly radio broadcast and listen to whatever you've missed. We have tons of wonderful broadcast up there to bless your soul and the gospel is always free on our watch also we're being archived at itunes so if you have an apple device we encourage you to catch us on itunes again the gospel is still free on our watch on itunes as well now if you have a cell phone and most of us do i strongly encourage you to listen to kkvv on your cell phone and you can do that by dialing 605-313-0630. I really encourage you to make it one of your contacts in your cell phone. You can listen to KKVV right now, Save the Lost at All Costs. And again, that number is 605-313-0630. We want to uh, make sure that we keep Lady Desiree in prayer. That's uh, my wonderful First Lady and Pastor Terry's delightful wife. She's not feeling well, and Pastor Terry is at his post and taking care of his lovely queen. So I pray for the caregiver and that one who's also receiving care. They make a a wonderful team in life in Christ, and I know they will have great success taking care of one another and making sure that Lady Desiree is tip-top. She's a, a wonderful servant in the Lord, a wonderful mother, grandmother, uh, a great uh, servant uh, in our uh, school district. And what can I say? I can go on and on about her. And just know that we love you, Lady Desiree, and we want you to get well real soon. 
And thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity to keep Lady Desiree close to our hearts in prayer. It's always a beautiful thing. Prayer changes everything. So, got a Greek word for you and want to get into our topic. And the Greek word is very challenging, so I have to say it to myself a few more times. But I like being challenged. So, let me uh, tell you what uh, comes out of Strong's, and it would be G1127. And it's Gregorio, Gregorio, Gregorio. And that word, I know it sounds, but it's a very, very powerful word. So let me spell it for you. It would be G-R-E-G-O-R-E-O. Again, G-R-E-G-O-R-E-O. And it means to keep awake, watch, be vigilant, wake, be watchful. So that's a great Greek word to have in your arsenal. Now, our topic for today is called Vain Glorious. Just like it sounds, that's how it's spelled, Vain Glorious. That's our topic for today. And you probably heard that word and probably wasn't quite sure what it means. It means excessively proud of oneself or one's achievement. Overly vain. So that's what we're talking about. Vain glorious. So we're going to get into Ecclesiastes. And we're going to go to chapter 5. And I am going to look at verses 8 through 12. Again, we are in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Looking at verses 8 through 12. And the word of God says this. I'm in the New King James Version. Verse 8. If you see the oppression of the poor and the violent perversion of justice and righteousness in a province, do not marvel at the matter. For high officials watches over high official and higher officials are over them. Number nine, moreover, the profit of the land is for all. Even the king is served from the field. Verse 10, he who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This also is vanity. 11, when goods increase, they increase who eat them. So what profit have the owners except to see them with their eyes? Verse 12. The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eats little or much. But the abundance of the rich will not permit him to sleep. That's pretty powerful. So, I think that's very prevalent in what we see today. But you have to take that word, vain, glorious, and look at yourself. 
because it's very important that we look inwardly before we look outwardly. Because sometimes we're so busy watching others and commenting on what others are doing that we miss the opportunity to reflect on what it is that we're doing and why we may value someone's actions and their accumulation. But everything has a source. Everything has a genesis. And it's important that you ask yourself, what am I willing to do to have something? What am I willing to give up to have something? It's important. Again, let's look at the definition of vainglorious. Excessively proud of oneself or one's achievement. Overly vain. The important thing that we see in that definition is it's talking about self. That you have all this pride about yourself. We hear it a lot. A self-made person. How can that statement be true? Self-made. How is anybody... Existing without the support and help of others. If you look over your life, starting with your most basic regulation of being a young person, being an infant, And looking at pictures. Were you in the picture by yourself? Was anybody holding you? Did anybody dress you? Did anybody feed you? Did anyone care for your basic needs? Were you in some type of shelter? A home? We, we we really have to be careful about boasting about ourselves and really being so enthralled with people who are prideful. Because you become so self-achieving 
that you dismiss everything and everyone that helped you to be in the position you are in today. And who are you without God? Vainglorious. And to God be the glory, not some glory, all glory. And then you have that word, vainglorious. It almost seems obscene. Perverted. But it's a word that denotes character. And this is not something that you have to continue in. It's actually spiritual suicide when you look at it. God is such a lover of his creation. Such a wonderful caregiver, a teacher, a provider, a protector. Constantly, continuously sending forth his word, his servants, all that he's created out of his heart to bless us, to preserve us. To make us a part of his divine plan and will. To forgive us. To cleanse us of all unrighteousness. To offer us the gift of repentance and eternal life. To give us a king who's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Whose name has all power, not some power. Giving us a Lord and a Savior. Jesus Christ. Yet there are those among us. Who want to be exalted. For things. Or position. See, you have to understand obscene wealth, extreme wealth. What does it attract? Thieves, grifters. Con artists, liars, perpetrators, 
Why would anybody believe that God would be in something like that? Self. Self-importance. Vanity. It's another word for pride. How can you take pride in something you didn't create? Look at these verses again. Let's go back to verse 8. If you just joined us, we're in Ecclesiastes, and we are in chapter 5, and we're going to look at verse 8. But let's go back up to the verses that preceded that. So we would look at verses 1 through 7. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. Let's look at verse 1. Again, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1. And the Word of God says this, Walk prudently when you go to the house of God. Draw near to hear rather than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they do evil. Verse 2, Do not be rash with your mouth. And let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. For God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Three, for a dream comes through much activity. And a fool's voice is known by his many words. Four, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. For he has no... Let me repeat verse 4. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Verse 5. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. 6. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin, nor say before the messenger of God that it was an error. Why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the work of your hands? 7. For in the multitude of dreams and many words there is also vanity, but fear God. says that when we walk into the house of God, we should have the attitude, the proper attitude to be open to listen. Listen to who? Listen to God. That's who we should be open to. To listen to God. When we walk into his house. And have to be ready. So you need to put all your members under submission. 
You should not come into God's house distracted. You should come in there focused and ready to listen. Almost to the point where you are sitting on the edge of your seat, leaning forward in the ready position. You cannot hear, let alone comprehend, when you are distracted. Ready yourself. Steady yourself when you are walking into the house of God to hear from who? God. It's not important. Those other things. You have a real opportunity here. And some of us need to take a little bit more time in our preparation to ready ourselves. Because if you find yourself easily distracted, then you're going to have to remove things that overly distract you. Perhaps you need to prepare more time to get ready. Maybe you shouldn't jump on the phone as you are preparing yourself to go into the house of God. To listen to Him. Because if you're easily distracted, then that phone is going to be there. And whoever you need to talk to, they can't be more important than hearing from God. We have to discipline ourselves. We have to steady ourselves. We have to ready ourselves. This is the word of God that you are preparing to hear and to hear from him. Who could be more important than him? Your creator. Who? Who could tell you everything about yourself? Who knows every hair on your head, even those that fall? Who knew you before you knew yourself? Who gave you the heart and the mind? That you claim you want to possess. Your attention, your undivided attention. This was what was required. And it's always what is required. That has no time limit. This is a A godly instruction. With divine blessings attached to it. Eternal consequences attached to it. You have to take account and responsibility for what you allow to distract you. 
when you are meditating on the things of God, when you are coming forward into his house. The blame game, that's time out for that. God is watching. The universe will bear witness to what it is that is happening. Out of all the things that could have been opened up with this particular chapter, it says walk prudently when you go into the house of God and draw near to hear rather than to give the sacrifice of foods. For they do not know that they do evil. Disobedience is in direct rebellion of God. When you see this word fool. Fools. That is directly correlated with judgment. For being in rebellion of God. Not following his word. Not adhering to his instructions. There are consequences for that, men and women of God. Do not take this lightly. Do not let anybody fool you on that. You will have to give an account. It's serious business. God is not a plaything. He's not anyone to be taken lightly. He's not a contemporary of ours. He's our creator. He's God Almighty. He's El Shaddai. Trust and believe. You want things from him, but you don't care to listen. That's not a relationship. That's a dictatorship. That's the creation trying to dictate to the creator. That is dead on arrival. It's not happening. Don't let your things and your fans cause you to miss out on that that you need. Which is a relationship based on truth. With God. Your fans and your things. Have no place. In the kingdom of heaven. They will not sustain you. What can you give God? He has it all. He's not impressed. With those who. Spend their whole. Waking hours, day and night, collecting silver, boasting about numbers, things they can buy, places where they can go, how many people they have under them. (laughs) You sent no one. To die for everyone's sins. No, God did that. (laughs) 
It talks about in verse 2, Do not be rash with your mouth, and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. Therefore, let your words be few. Do you find yourself demanding things of God? Do you find yourself questioning God? Do you find yourself, me, myself, and I, it's always about you and what you want and what you think you need? How's that working out for you? We have to really check ourselves. There is a spirit of narcissism that has permeated our globe. It's all about the person. And constantly belittling people devoid of compassion devoid of empathy cannot even see the human experience cannot understand comprehend what it is to help someone To be in service of someone. To give of yourself. To understand the power and the glory in patience and comfort and mercy and grace and humility. all about capturing one's image. It's all about projecting lifestyle of the rich and the famous. What spirits are being inhabited? Greed, lust, Covenantness, self made honor, pride, vanglorious, the banner of self, rewarding self, talking about self, crushing others with an image of self. A legacy of self. We have a choice, men and women of God. You want to leave a legacy of self? Well, how do you reconcile that with the Great Commission? 
go to Matthew 28. And let's look at the Great Commission, shall we? I'm going to start in verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. 19. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now, I'd like to share the commentary with you, and then we're going to go back over to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. And when we look at verse 18, it says, God gave Jesus authority over heaven and earth. On the basis of that authority, Jesus told his disciples to make more disciples as they preached baptized, and taught. With this same authority, Jesus still commands us to tell others the gospel and make them disciples for the kingdom. Looking at verses 28 through 20, when someone is dying or leaving us, his or her last words are very important. Jesus left the disciples with these last words of instruction that they were under his authority, that they were to make more disciples, they were to baptize and to teach these new disciples to obey Christ. Christ would be with them always, whereas in previous missions, Jesus had sent his disciples only to the Jews. Their mission from now on would be worldwide. Jesus is Lord of the earth, and he died for the sins of the people from all nations. We are to go, whether it is to the next door or to another country, and make disciples. It is not an option, but a command to all who call Jesus Lord. We are not all evangelists in the formal sense, but we have all received gifts that we can use to help fulfill the Great Commission. As we obey we have comfort in the knowledge that Jesus is always with us. When we look at verse 19, Jesus' words affirm the reality of the Trinity. Some people accuse theologians of making up the concept of the Trinity and reading it into Scripture. As we see here, the concept comes directly from Jesus himself. He did not say baptize them in the names For in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the word Trinity does not occur in Scripture, but it well describes the three-in-one nature of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The disciples were to baptize people because baptism unites believers with Jesus Christ in their death to sin and their resurrection to new life. Baptism symbolizes submission to Christ 
a willingness to live God's way, and identification with God's covenant people. In verse 20, how is Jesus with us? Jesus was with the disciples physically until he ascended into heaven, and they spiritually through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would be Jesus' presence that would never leave them. Jesus continues to be with us today through his Spirit. The Old Testament prophecies and genealogies in the book of Matthew present Jesus' credentials for being king of the world, not a military or political leader, as the disciples had originally hoped, but a spiritual king who can overcome all evil and rule in the heart of every person. If we refuse to serve the king faithfully, we are disloyal subjects, fit only to be banished from the kingdom. We must make Jesus king of our lives and worship him as our savior, king and lord. It's just so fitting when we go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. And it talked about walking prudently when you go into the house of God. It should just be so solidified in us as believers. To be ready to receive what God is revealing to us in his word. See, the world is all about give me this, give me that. And doesn't have a problem taking it by force. The only rule is accumulation. The only standard is bigger. And when no end in sight, constantly insatiable, what an appetite, and not even being hungry. Past that. Scorching. Constantly. On things. See. They love abundance. But even with increase. It's still not enough. How many cars can you drive. At one time. One. How many gods are you seeking? In the God of self. What is it that is your gospel, if you will? 
What is the good news in accumulation? In being vain, glorious. What is the good news in that? Where are you going with that? Look at your closets, men and women of God. Look at your drawers. Do you bring that into the house of God? Where bigger is better? No, relationship is better. And who are you relating to? Are you just sending the message of self? Me, myself, and I? Well, what do you want God to do? You got it all. You're doing it all. And again, where is your joy in that? See, joy is divine. It's a gift from above. Where is the joy in being on a hamster's wheel? Constantly turning. Are you going to bed at night? Are you working up, waking up early? For what? To accumulate things? To be praised? To be patted on the back? To hear yourself go on and on and on about your things? God is not impressed with that. And let's look at Matthew chapter 19. Let's start about verse 20. See, people relate to money. Verse 20. Again, I'm in Matthew 19. The word of God says this. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Verse 21. Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. 22. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. 23. Then Jesus said to his disciples. See, notice he said to his disciples. You got to catch that in your spirit. Assuredly, I say to you, that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. 24. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. 
It says 25. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? 26. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Twenty-seven. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? Twenty-eight. So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. 29, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. 30, but many who are first will be last and the last first. See, Jesus, according to his word, assured them that if they gave up something valuable for his sake, it would be repaid, it said, a hundredfold. See, It's endless, the blessings that we can receive from him if we get out of self. Either you believe his word, his promises, that he is who he says he is, that he can do what he says he can do, or you don't. Your actions speak louder than words. Perhaps that's what you want your legacy to be. That you came and you amassed things. But it's nothing compared to what God has for you. Look at ourselves closely. What is it that we're hungering for? What is it that we're craving? What is it that we can't live without? Are we bringing this desire of self? Into our homes, into our workplace, into our communities, into the house of God. Does it reflect a place that our Lord and Savior would even recognize? 
Are we caught up in systems that grind and crush people? Have we no compassion? No empathy for those who are poor and sick, widows and orphans, prisoners, refugees. Children, the elderly, among us. Imagine where Jesus would be. He's here with us. He said he never left us. But there's a requirement. Oh, he's coming back. Because he will fulfill the prophecy. But it says, when we go back to Matthew 28, And we look at verse 20. It says, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He says, I am with you always. Our Lord and Savior wasn't a lover of silver. That wasn't what he collected. And there's nothing wrong with having money or wealth. It's something wrong when money or wealth has you. And your appetite keeps increasing. See, the word of God tells us it's better to give than to receive. Well, if you're amassing, And amassing. What is it that you're giving? Your families. Could benefit. From your presence. Your spouses. Can benefit from your time. Your family wants to spend quality time with you. Your spiritual family is in need of your heart, not your things. You cannot offer the kingdom of God anything. But your heart and out of your heart will come a desire to serve. Now, don't be so quick to 
point out the vanglorious in others when you cannot even detect it in yourself. It is my prayer for all those who can hear my voice that we humble ourselves, that we turn back to God, that we steady ourselves, that we ready ourselves to receive his word and stop building museums about us and start building a legacy that denotes that we are kingdom warriors and disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he will be with us for always. It's my humble prayer. And I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to speak it. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. God bless you. As we say around here, save the lost at all costs. Goodbye. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKBV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 33 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 33-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, And don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.